Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another Beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beer-tastic Voyage. My name, it's Kevin. I'm drunk. Mark is definitely drunk. He's concentrating way too hard in his diction. And that's Justin. Indeed. And today, we are here to drink more beers from our friends Brad and Chris, who, sorry guys, we're three episodes and we can't remember your last name no um who's he fucking what's it who are from who run the fantastic brewery of destination unknown better known as dubco yes they uh recently expanded they have uh the the, uh as is the theme around here they uh the crossfit gym next door went out of business crossfit's overrated and they uh they picked up yeah which beer great nobody's using my six million dollar idea right beer is greater than crossfit absolutely and today we have, from them, we have a white IPA from Dominic White IPA. We have the Doppel Trouble Double Buck and the Packing Peaches. Peaches. That really, the way it's written, it looks like Packing Pedos. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> packing what? Pedos. Yeah. Okay. All right. It is a, that is a, um, a sour with tea and peaches. Ooh, that sounds intriguing. Um, yeah, it is. It is. And I'm always I, interested to try that, a new, uh, a new sour ale. Yeah. So if you go back in what, our uh, what was, oh, what was the name of the the sour IPA I wanted you to get that fucked Wednesday like Wednesdays am I right or something? Yeah, like Wednesdays that? am I right? Yeah. yeah, that that kicked literally like ten minutes before I got there and I was bummed. And where was that? That was at Dubco. That was at Dubco. Yeah, it was a sour IPA. I I wanted to try a sour IPA in general, but right. like the name of it just sold me on the concept. <laughs> well, yeah, it's very All good. Right, man. All right. So they have a they have a new I don't know how new but uh, new to us at least assistant brewer's name is uh, Joe and Joe uh, yes to the fold. indeed I got I got to talk to him a bunch on um, Friday when I picked this up it was uh, the uh, uh, Joe Meadzo uh, Joe Meadzo fundraiser for the uh, the new meadery that's going to open up oh. he's the uh, for uh, WA Meadworks yes the, the guy behind uh, the Jabruzzo um, Imperial Stout which is amazing the, the namesake yeah always yeah. a good one yes and uh, while I was there I decided to pick up some some rations for the podcast oh. and I got to talk to Joe and I got a, a lot of information um, about this beer it is a, a black tea okay. um, I, I want to say like Dargento or something like that Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, very specific type. Uh, Joe used to work at Oyster Bay with, uh, with okay. Ivan, and I uh, moved over to uh, to Dubco. He's very proud of this beer, and uh, he told me a lot about what he what what kind of plans him and uh, uh, Chris and Brad have for um, especially the summer months. But okay, we'll, uh, so what are the, uh, is there anything you can divulge right now? Or? No, I think he's he's in the planning stages for some of it, but I think there's a lot of interesting things that um will 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 start to come from a lot of fun beers coming. A lot, out. a lot of fun beers, and also I think a lot of fun collaborations. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm always down with the collaborations, and that's part of the thing that always appealed to me about the uh, Long Island craft beer scene. That it's not. I'm sure there's the competition seems friendly. Well, I can tell you how friendly it is. Yeah. Uh, while I was there on Friday, I saw a representation from Spiderbite, Brewers go. Collective, and uh, a number of other, yeah. uh, uh, the Hopwins, number yeah, of other yeah. other breweries, especially from the area. It's it's definitely a friendly scene. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna start off with that sour, um, with peach and Darjeeling tea. That's cool. Yeah. Um. Taking a whiff, I don't. I catch a little bit of peach. Um, I mostly get the uh, the lactic acid in the aroma. Yeah, that's that kind of pops up a bit more, but you don't. It's 
faintly like peaches, almost like a. I don't know if you opened up the can of peaches and you kind of at the end of it you took a whiff like that's kind of what you get a little bit at the end. Yeah, I, I feel like with uh, with actual peaches, the aroma that you get is much lower than um, what you get from a like when you get peaches in a, in a fruit cocktail with the syrup and everything. Yeah. and that's what I like about it. Yeah, peach is also such a such a delicate flavor that's really hard for it to be overwhelming. The only time it really gets overwhelming is when it's fake, and that's when it's in like you know like the gummy candies or something like that. Yeah, which I love because I'm a fat ass. But, yeah. <laughs> Flavor wise, um, I definitely get peaches, and you know, again, for those playing the bingo game at home, I don't particularly like peaches. But what I like about this beer is that the, the peach flavor is um, is very subdued, and it's it's legit peach. Like it doesn't taste like it's an extract or anything else. Even if it is, it, it yeah. has it has a very authentic quality to it. It's not overpowering, and I think that that has a lot to do with the fact that the black tea is balancing. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on in here? Because if you had just handed me this beer, especially as a non-tea drinker, I yeah. wouldn't have guessed there was tea in it. But I think that that quality is really seen in the balance. Yeah, the the uh, the tannin, or uh, yeah, the, the tannic bite from the tea is definitely what's balancing out the sweetness in mm-hmm. this beer. Um, I'm glad, Mark, that you kind of in passing said the lactic acid because I can never remember which acid it is that I like. I really enjoy. Yeah, with it. it, um, but this is, it tastes almost like a peach sour candy. It's a little light. It's not yeah. overpowering on the peach flavor, but it's got that sour candy kind of sourness to it. Yeah, but it, it's really pleasant. Um, it so is nice. It's really also a light. light white yeah, color. very yeah. very light straw color. Mm-hmm. It's a bit hazy, but that's probably due to the peaches. Yeah, or even the tea, really, right? Maybe. But you know, it almost looks like uh, the juice of peaches when you, you know, when you get them in a yeah. jar or a can. It all looks almost like peach juice. Um, but it's really good because you get initial sweetness first, and then you get that nice tangy, uh, the the drying uh, effect from uh, the tea. Yeah, that is a, a really good point. It does it does finish dry, which is something that I mean, sour beers finish dry, but typically there's a lingering sourness in your mouth. And I think, again, maybe the tannins from the tea clean that up nicely and make me want to go back for more. It's a very, very, very drinkable beer that's sour enough to be called a sour. I think it's like a lot of their other sours that are, um, especially their fruited sours, they had a passion fruit sour that reminds me of in a similar way in the finish, where it wasn't this uh, acid bomb that you were, you know, that we we like, but in general, you know, can turn people off to sours. Right, the the Corvid from... TBC. Yes, the Corvette TBC, which is a great beer, but it's not, you know, that's one of those ones that, you know, if you're into sour beers, you're into that beer. If you're not into sour things, it's probably not going to not going to work out. Yeah. Um I like it. The tang I like the tang on it. Um It's probably going to get a little overpowering fast though for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um It's a good it's a good sweet flavor in the front of it. The tang is pretty strong on it. I like it, um, but it also kind of lacks a complexity to it um, that sometimes m- more like aged sour beers tend to get, or blended sour beers tend to get. Yeah, I think this is pro- this is probably what a kettle sour like one shot. Uh, yeah, that's my yeah assumption. Right, so it's it kind of hits the one note of a sour peach flavor. And then washes clean, which I like that it washes clean a lot. 
but um i hear you there's not a lot of malt complexity in it yeah i might like a little bit more malt in there i might like a little bit more um just depth of flavor to it but for the note that it hits it's a really good job hitting that note yeah i i feel like my wife would really enjoy this yeah i think so too I, I, same thing with my wife I, I think that both of them would uh would enjoy it a lot I'm, i'll kick off the ratings it's gonna be a bomber for me um i uh i think i think it's a little bit more complex than, than kevin is saying I, I like the the play between the tea and i think it's mostly because again not being a tea drinker i think it's mm-hmm. it's intriguing to me the fact that i can get a little bit of a note of it and really think about that um the the balance between the tea and the peaches um but i you know I'm, I'm, I don't need it on on tap all the time, but it's 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 a particularly uh, good sour. For me, I think this is going to hit a pint note for me. Um, I'm going to enjoy that pint, um, but I'm not going to be digging in too deep to it. I think I'm going to enjoy the this as a sour offering from a bit, from a good brewery, and then probably move on to the next one. I'm with you, Kevin. It's it's a pint for me. Uh, the pint would be good, and. That's all that I'm gonna be looking for on my palate. I'm surprised. Even even uh, as I'm, you know, because we have the the crawler, so you know, I poured myself, you know, six ounces or what have you. And as I'm drinking through this, I feel like I have a lingering uh, tannic sensation on my palate. Hmm. That after the one glass, I'm gonna want to rinse clean with something else. Yeah. I, not, not that I don't like it or anything, but I just don't want to drink all that much of it at once. All right, that's fair. I had actually thought you would like it more than that, but I—that is an, an interesting, uh, interesting take on it. That uh, that tannic quality. Yeah, the tea flavor to it does balance it pretty well. It keeps it from becoming overly sour. It does, but it also just it just kind of clings. Yeah, no, bit. I I am I'm in full agreement with you, Mark. I'm just saying that as I continue to drink this the the tea flavor comes through a little bit more and i appreciate it a little bit more it doesn't make me want to go crazy for it but i i really would enjoy that pint of it yeah i i, I agree i think the uh the next one <laughs> will be in uh in stark contrast uh to that and for those uh those uh playing the abv game at home this was a very light 4.6 abv so it's a uh extremely sessionable beer the uh the packing peaches and the next one comes in at 8.3, right? Are we going to the double? Yeah, we're going to the Doppelbach. Yeah. Um, uh, trouble. Yeah, we really couldn't get uh, more of an opposite style <laughs> than what we, what we just had, a, a nice dark malty lager. Right. Um, I usually like doubles, so I'm wow. looking forward to it. First time I did that. Sorry, guys. Smashing the microphone with the, with the glass. Thank you. But, a little water. Yeah, got to gotta, you know, clean it off a little bit. We're opening the crowler of the Doppel Trouble now. It's uh, 8.3%. Somebody needs to explain to me the physics on why a wild, wide mouth on a crowler dribbles where a wide mouth on a can does not. <laughs> you are asking the wrong guy. Chris. Wow. Oh. Especially especially when Kevin literally completely misses his glass. That wasn't a dribble. That was no, an overshoot. No, that was just a... I got a little excited there, guys. Sorry. <laughs> That's called episode three. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This pours out like a ruby garnet color. Yeah, like that, a, this is beautiful. It looks beautiful. like I wet my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, this, this is uh, like 
beauty, beauty shot on this beer. Yeah, the color on it is absolutely uh, fantastic. It's that nice dark garnet color. One of the things I noticed when I had this at the brewery was the head retention on it. I I, I walked back to the I walked back outside from Dubco. I set my beer down on the table, and uh, yeah, there was uh, literally like five to six minutes, and I still had a nice little <laughs> thin thin round of beer. I barely I didn't want to drink it. It was still there. Hmm. It is a nice color to it. Yeah, it it's pretty. And I can see it's clear. I can see it's my very fingers clear, right yeah. through it, no problem. You know, unfortunately, I'm looking through it and I can still see Justin's face. Right? Unfortunately, um, on the nose, I get uh, what you'd expect from a, a Doppelbach. I get a really nice uh, caramel character. Yeah, um, nice caramel sweetness. Yeah, like yeah. A, to- a toffee type of yeah, um, level, can- right? Yeah, the yeah, candy, yeah, the toffee candy, would be better. Candy caramel. Yeah, of. you know, it's. Uh, I feel like if you if you reduced it down, you could just cover it in an apple with it and eat it. Mm, yeah, there you go. That, that's good. Yeah, I, I, I figured this one would be would be a winner. That's tasty. Um, caramel. This one really hits that caramel and toffee notes a lot. Yeah. Um, the flavors on it are very sweet and very syrupy almost like there's not maple flavor but it almost has that kind of feeling of like maple syrup it does and it, it does stay on the tongue a little bit but i i do um get a pretty solid uh hop character and bitterness yeah it's got that, a, that bounce that, that begins to balance it. it yeah it it's fairly crisp on the finish it's not bad uh it's not it you know it's definitely balanced towards the sweet side right as, as it should right. be but yeah, it's really good, tasty. Yeah, we did a lot of German styles. Yes. Yeah, we've really been hitting German styles. But you know what? I I'm rarely disappointed. I'm le- I'm less. I feel like I'm less frequently disappointed by them. Yeah, that that's definitely true. It um, it's such a classic thing that you know with a with a hoppier American version of a beer, there's right. so many different hop varieties and ways to hop them and dry hopping that. I feel like there's a lot more directions that that those beers can go when you know when you're staying true to a German style. It uh, not that it's easy because it's it's not easy. No, but at a bare minimum, you kind of know what you're supposed to get with them. Right. Whereas if you open up a you know an IPA of any kind, it's you know like I, I could be yeah, getting I, I, I could be getting anything get. from fruity to to pine to grass. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of why you're starting to get more of the that's why you get more of the descriptors of saying like is it an american ipa is it a new england ipa is it you know you know these other styles West coast that, yeah yeah like you get some of these more descriptors to give you some guidelines before you open it up but um as far as this one's concerned i think it's really nicely done it kind of it i rarely get that toffee flavor so clearly right um i think they really hit that nice toasted caramel note almost um you just don't always get it in a beer yeah yeah a lot of times you'll end up with um you won't get the 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 hot backbone or the bitterness to to stand up to it where you might get that flavor but then that's like it's sitting there and staying on your tongue and sticking to the roof of your mouth and then you're kind of like wait am i 
eating candy or or drinking a beer right it and it, it gets it's easy to get lost in that or go too far in that direction and i think this one does a really good job of kind of staying in the middle of the um staying in the middle of the road right know? of saying like no listen like this is where it's supposed to be this is a beer it's balanced we're going to keep that kind of um level flavor i would consider this a uh a beer aficionado's beer because in general um you know some people may not know what a Doppelbach is or, you know, the, the, that might scare them away from ordering it. Right. So I feel like, you know, it's better served as, like, dark lager. Yeah. <laughs> like, on a board, I feel like that would be a better way of uh, of getting of getting, of, getting people, people to try it. it. Yeah. yeah. But I th- could also see a lot of people just getting this beer and saying it's way too sweet. True. Um, Unless you're a fat fuck like, like me and you like to stuff ho-hos in your face. Listen, <laughs> you know, I'm more of a ringding guy. Always have been. Actually, if I were to get any, anything... Is a funny bone. Yeah. Funny and, bones, I, f- I could eat yeah. all of them. And I don't know if you've seen it, but recently they have fudge-covered, um, uh, what the hell, they fudge-covered, uh, not ringdings, the, the one you first said, ho-hos. Oh, really? It's, Ooh. no, it, it's one of those, oh. two, it's one of those ones, it's oh. chocolate cake with cream in it, they fudge-covered them, the Drake's guy sells them, I don't that's, know, he keeps trying to sneak like everything. He, he keeps, keeps sneaking off my shelves and cream He does, he does, he keeps trying to sneak onto my display in one of my shop rights, fuck him. <laughs> No, he's really cool. I like John. Um, he's cool with me. He gives me some funny boats. <laughs> exactly, but the this is really tasty. I really I like mean, it. Uh, honestly, I, just, I, I was brought up on Devil Dogs and Yankee Doodles. Devil, do- That's Devil, what it is. yeah, fudge covered Devil. Yeah, dogs. It's fudge covered Devil Dogs. The jam. The problem with the Devil Dogs. Okay, to get deep into like how fat I am. Refrigerator or not? That's an important question. Freezer, freezer. Okay. okay, that is an important distinction because at room temperature. Like you, you, it is dry as shit. There's yeah. an inch of cream in they, there. They are, very and, but it's dry. like it's like with the Sahara. So covering it with with you need with a, fudge you, you or need or a with, large yeah. glass while yeah. you eat oh, a devil dog. Jeez, yeah. that's the only thing I'll drink milk with is a devil dog. The only thing uh, I, I don't like milk at I, all. Otherwise, you will choke. Yeah, you'll, you'll without it, question. It's like doing the cinnamon challenge, except it should be better. <laughs> it is fucked up. No, no, ring dings, man. The hockey pucks coated in fudge. Those are the ones to go. Those on. are the jam. Those are the, of those like of the white cream variety of stuff. If you're not going funny bone, yeah, the way to go is the ring ding. But a fudge covered devil dog is going to get you the best of both worlds. Worlds. You're going to get that like dryish uh, sponge cake type situation, yeah. along with a much fluffier cream than a ring ding gives you. Wow. We have taken this to a real deep spot. But no, here's the thing. I thought about this for the longest time. Like, you don't even understand. Like, I do understand, but that's okay. Drake's cakes are far underappreciated. Like, yeah. everyone goes Anthemans. They walk in the store, they see the end cap, buy one, get one free Anthemans. Anthemans is pretty damn good. There were, there were always Drake's cakes in my house growing up. Right, me too. And I feel like they fall it off for like lack, well, for lack they, well, of advertising. Because they went out of business. Oh, right. And yeah, they got part purchased. of it is because they got bought by international bakers, which then went under and and then somebody else bought the I brands. Think Bimbo owns them now. Yeah, Bimbo oh, owns yeah, Bimbo Bread. They're good bread. They own everything. Yeah. The bread that's born toasted. Yeah. <laughs> they also own Wonder Bread. They also own all sorts of shit. So, yeah, if anybody's out there, my wife, uh, for I think my like 25th birthday, made me a Funny Bones cake. And it, it was a giant Was it funny just bone. a stack of... No. Oh, okay. No, it was a leg- one big-ass... Funny bone. I was going to say, I don't remember this. You must nah, have destroyed that. Thing I fucking ate. I ate at least half of it by myself that night, and it was not a small cake. <laughs> I, I, you know, I pretty much uh, I contributed like that cake to, to most of my um, <laughs> fatness. But um, anyway, I was going to say I don't know if I knew you when you were twenty five, but I probably did. You, you knew me, but like you were kind of like that guy's. 
that fucked was like up. I'm never going to be friends with him. 27 years ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to get a, to bring it back to this beer, it is nothing like We're any of those old. sweet cakes. What? We're getting old. Yes, we are. It is nothing like any of those sweet cakes. Mm-hmm. It is a sweet beer, but the hop balance really gives it uh, a nice um, balance and finish. As far as the rating goes, for me, it's a bomber. The sweetness is why it's not more than a bomber. Um, it does build a little, but that's the style it's supposed to. Yeah. And uh, I think that anyone who doesn't uh, venture over into this like sweet lager category is uh, missing out. Yeah, I mean, I really do enjoy Doppelbox and like the Weinstefaner. I really enjoy, yeah, I re- I really enjoy theirs. And then the, uh, you know, the 16 ounce swing top bottle. Oh, yeah. Well, of, course, of course I do because I, I see it and I go, I need swing top bottles. <laughs> it's only $3. I know. It's drink. worth it for the bottle alone. Drink exactly. more Grolsch. Drink more Grolsch. <laughs> Green bottles, not so good for the light. Yeah, you guys storm in basements anyway. Yeah, but my basement has windows. A but window. anyway, it's a it's a three foot by two foot window, dude. Yeah, yeah I don't. Well, even, that's the one that concerns me. I don't even fit out there. I'm not worried about it. No, you can't. But anyway, I really enjoy them. Uh, that being said, though, like the the sixteen twenty two ounce is is the right quantity. For serving for me. So the real question is, you're not going to fuck me, and you're going to pick... Either. I'm going to call it a bomber. Okay, that, it's, that's it. Yeah. a bomber. <laughs> okay, that's what I... I didn't know... You, you mentioned the, you mentioned that, that category. I didn't know if you were going to go up or down. No, no. Yeah. It, like, like the a little bit more than a glass is the right amount. So, yeah. you know, the, the bomber is, is, is the right number. Yeah. I want the full-size pint. You know, that that's what you want. You want the 16-ounce pour. Like, yeah, what you right want. to the rim. Um, so because of that, I want one pint. Filled like, to the tippy-top. Like, it's really like the good. The sweetness, I think, would build a little too much for me beyond that. But as far as uh, doppels go, like, this is really tasty. Yeah. It'd be dope in press breakfast food. Just saying. There you like, go. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, as always, it's always good in waffles. Um I think this one would probably be really good if you were able to reduce it down a little bit and you made it for a dessert kind of thing. Like, Yeah, um, potentially I, over peaches. Yeah. I would also have no problem with this being, um, you know, my dessert beer, my last beer to kind of finish off the night with. That's a, Yeah, that's a good point. It is a, it is a pretty good, uh, like a brandy, like a pretty good after-dinner beverage. Yeah, it's, it's you An know, aperitif. it's... Yeah, some guy, some folks might like a really um, high proof beer to kind of finish off the night with and hang out with. Yeah, and there are days that I absolutely am that guy, but um, I think on a more regular basis, I could substitute this for dessert and be happy. Yes, I, I yeah. In it, most uh, days, I could substitute a nice beer for dessert. Honestly, yeah. no, but I'm saying like this kind of style in particular. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like I wouldn't want the um, I wouldn't want the sour that we just had no. for dessert. No, and that that would not that, be that wouldn't for hit that beer. wouldn't hit the the spot for me. But if you said, hey, here's a you know the nice tulip glass of this, and we're gonna have this as dessert, I'd be into that. Yeah. What's the last one that we have? We have their Dominic White. Yes. I'm going to pass it over to Justin while I finish up the... Uh, no the problem. Yeah, the Dominic White IPA. This is a memorial beer, I believe, for um, uh, someone that Brad knew. I don't know. I, I meant to ask him the story, but they were... Was it just were, Brad or both of them? It might have been, it might have been both. both. I'm not sure, and I don't want to uh, take a guess at it. I'd rather ask them and uh, do it justice. But uh, this is a staple for them. 
Yeah. Um, they, they brew it uh, all the time. It, I, it's the Dominic White India Pale Ale. Um, we, I've, I've never had it before, and they had it in cans, and I, and I figured uh, we may as well uh, drink it on the podcast. I feel like I have had this at some point at one of my trips there, but I can't necessarily say. I feel we had uh, a barrel-aged version of this on an earlier episode. Yes, that does that does uh, slightly ring a bell. I'm not 100 percent sure, but it pours out and um, it is. Um, and I think actually this version of this, I believe, may may have been uh, made hazy. I don't think the original version was uh, was a hazy IPA, but it's uh, it looks this like a hazy not IPA clear at all. Yeah. No, it's. It, I, I know this one is a hazy one. I don't think it was originally done that way. But um, I meant to ask, but we got a little late into the night and <laughs> everybody was doing their thing. Yeah. It's kind of got that little, uh, almost like lemon juice kind of color to it. That's a perfect explanation. Like yellowy, a little bit hazy, kind of clear. And I mean, good head retention though. Yeah, as you would expect from a a New England style. And the uh, the lacing is like, yeah, it's gonna hang on that. (laughs) It is is insane. So apparently, we didn't drink it on the podcast. Maybe it was an old shotgun episode, or Or, maybe we we just just drank it. Yeah, I definitely remember drinking a special release of Dominic in the past. The nose, a lot of, a lot of hop aroma. On yeah, the nose, floral, uh, there, slightly citrus. A, yes, there's a lot of sea hops in there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't necessarily think sea. I think there might be, uh, there might there, be some citra. There might, there might also be coriander in here. It's possible, given that it's a white IPA. Mm. It's possible. Um, but it kind of hits that note of uh, maybe. Maybe it's not necessarily. A sea hop, like a Centennial right. or a Citra. Uh, you know, I, I would C- feel comfortable I would, saying there's Citra in here. Me too. But um, flavor-wise, it's not very dank. Oh no, I get, I do get a little bit of pithy bitterness on the finish, but it's not anything very, mi- very mild. Yeah, it, it's not anything too strong. Flavor-wise, this is uh, no, this is nice though. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> kind of mild. I'm, mild. I'm super glad I got a four pack of this because. I can definitely drink this. This is, uh, I get flo- a lot of floral notes from it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. strongly floral. I don't, and, and you know, you, you would say or that in floral terms of... Floral forward. <laughs> would you say it's floral forward? Floral forward. Easy for you to say. <laughs> That was that was pretty pretty amazing. I said it was drunk at the beginning. I know because the best part is like most people would have thought that you did that like sort of on purpose, and it kind of wasn't on purpose. It was a little bit on purpose. <laughs> it was a little bit, a little bit. Little bit, a little bit. You just accentuated what you were going to well, do no, anyway. Like what I did was I just let go of the strong control over the diction that I generally hold up okay. for myself. Yeah, you just went, I, I just let go. You just went normal mark on that. Go. Okay. Um. But when you describe like a hop flavor as floral, I think especially for me until kind of until I had this beer, uh, you know, you think of flowers and stuff, and you think of roses and all these other things. That's not what it. That's not what it tastes like. It doesn't taste like you're eating a flower. It it tastes like the smell of the flower, which is is fascinating to me. You know, that's a really good way to put it. it and yeah, that's it ta- something that it I tastes like a rhododendron. No, no, I don't know that I want to go that. No, no, far. not that it tastes like a rhododendron particularly. All right. But or maybe a hydrangea. But the fact that you said it, I think you said it really well. Is it tastes like the feeling you get when you smell a bunch of flowers, right? And that's something that I think that's a a clarifying point that we haven't talked about before. And I think that's a really really good way to say it. Is that's something that I because I know I espouse 
you know, floral is great all the time. You know, oh, I want that floral flavor to it. But that's a really good way to describe it. Thank you, Justin. I uh, I'm glad to to hear that. <laughs> um, don't don't swirl it directly over the laptop. I'm doing that so I so I pay attention so that I know what I'm doing. So but that now I'm scared. you're staring like deep into his eyes while you're swirling, and that's not paying attention. I no, well, it's okay. I'm, I feel comfortable with it. I'm all right. Someone uh, just want to watch the world burn, Mister exactly. Bruce. Yes, exactly. I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a pigeon's egg. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. I blame Leon for this. Uh, Leon <laughs> probably did kick us over the edge. Yeah. Far off the edge. Yeah, those of you that listened to last totally episode. Totally worth it. We, uh, we finished that, we finished that, cra- we finished that crawler. There's another one over here that if I drank, Mark's wife would stab me to death. Yeah. yeah. Um, there would actually be murders. Yeah, so I can't do that, and yeah. I want to. If you're not sure what we're talking about, go back, go back to and last week's to episode, episode and listen to it. Uh, and then, wax and then poetically about Leon. plan your trip. Assessment place to yeah Langhorn, PA. Or if you need Wherein, to plan having children so that you can justify going to assessment place. <laughs> yeah, or if you just want to be a creeper, you know <laughs> that. Yeah, or be that be that one weird weird as, fat as white we, guy on the on the, on the ride by yourself. As long as you have a ticket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As long as you have a ticket, I'll um, let you in. So this one, this might be overall. I mean, my favorite like IPA. You know, like wow. legit IPA. Strong it, words. It really is. It this it, the lie detector from Lithology previously. I think kind of held that crown for us, and it was yeah. a little bit unfair. It was a double IPA. It was it was fairly yeah. low IBU. I don't know what the IBUs are on this. I don't think it would be much higher than than lie detector. But the 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 ability to have a, a, a lot of hop flavor right. without the bitterness mm-hmm. is what kind of sells me on this. You're able to to give me the citrus qualities. And everything about hops that are supposed to be amazing without giving me the things that I don't like, which is dankness and grassiness. I think I think you're really hitting the, the spot on describing this beer because it really you, – you, you've taken the words out of my mouth twice now on this one of hitting the floral notes mm. and it being a really light flavor without it being dank or without it being grassy. Um, it finishes clean, which is surprising considering how much flavor it has in the beginning of it. Yeah, I don't know if you're surprised by that, Mark, but I was. I was like, "Wow, this is a lot of flavor." And then, oh wait, it's all gone, which is nice. It no, it, it is very nicely done. It is uh, it definitely uh, Chris shows a deft hand in this beer. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I'm I'm okay off the ratings for it. I will give it a pint, just because again, IPAs aren't really our thing. But it is well balanced. The flavors are solid. It is not dank in the slightest. It's just not really my thing. I'm not going to want more than that first class. It'll be a bomber, almost a growler for me. And, you know, one of the things that happened when I, I judged NHC, I judged specialty IPA. We had a lot of New England IPAs. So I had a lot of really bad ones. <laughs> and then, like, two or three, I shouldn't say a lot of really bad ones, but I had a lot of mediocre ones, a couple of really bad ones, and two or three that were outstanding. Okay. And this is pretty close to those. To the, the outstanding ones? Yeah. Yeah. The mouthfeel on this is also pretty impressive. Um, it has a not as full of a mouthfeel as, like, say, like, you know, your quote-unquote milkshake ones, which, right. eh. But it still has a full does enough mouthfeel. Does it bring all the boys to the yard? It certainly does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
it's better than yours, Mark. <laughs> so, you know, that's one of the things that really impresses me about it is the uh, is that fuller mouthfeel, but also not feeling heavy on the tongue. And I think that again is the deft hand with the with the hops matched with that mouthfeel. So yeah, it's going to be a bomber. It's really close to a growler, but yeah. I'm going to stick with the bomber. Um, only because of my own personal preference, is it a pint? Um, just because I'm going to have the one, and I'm probably going to want to move past it afterwards. But I think it is really, really well done in that floral characteristic to it. Um, I like the i I like the way that the presentation of the hops is up in the front. And then it finishes clean, which I think is really fantastic considering how strong that floral taste is. And it's something that usually kind of hangs on. Um, the base beer itself is really tasty, but not necessarily outstanding. Um, I feel like I feel like you could have a secondary flavor in there, but it almost might take away from the rest of it. Yeah. Um, I... You know, I'm going back to what Mark said earlier, that there's been some other version of Dominic that I've had at some point, and I don't know what it is, and I don't remember liking it. I know as the much label as I like on this. the bottle was green. That is what I know. <laughs> All right. Well, I remember having it, but I remember not liking it nearly as much as I like this right now. Danny, I know you know the answer to this. Yeah. He did tell me that this is this is a hazy version of this, so well, it, we may even just be thinking of the base the base Dominic. Well, if it is the no, base version, it definitely, though, it definitely was something, no, it something was definitely, weird about it. It was a special release of some kind. I remember being there and having. I think I was there at a flight and had a flight and had a Domin- and had Dominic as one of the flights. Yeah, and not liking it as nearly as much as I like this right now. So it's really good, and for a white IPA, it's really light. It's really refreshing. So it's going to be a pint for me, but it's. I'm very not, I'm very happily uh, surprised by how good how much I enjoy it. Right. If that makes sense. If that makes sense. I'm trying to again as always. It's not about quality. My ratings are not ratings are not about quality. They are about desire to consume the beverage. Right. And I'm um, going to call out our, our friends Danny and Jack. I know they drink a lot of Dubco beers and beers in general, especially right. in this style. Um, you should. Write us what you think. Give us your your review on it. Tell us what yeah. you taste when you're doing it. And anybody else with any other beer, um, email us, beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Absolutely. Um, you can call us. Do we have that, still have that card chilling uh, out? I do. It's in my wallet here. Give me just a second. No problem. Nope, that's a sticker. There's the card. The number is 631-605-7240. You can call us and leave us a message there. All right. You can, if you want to specifically yell at Justin, just say, hey, this is for Justin. And then go. <sighs> Make sure you add some heavy breathing. In we there. will play any any voicemail that's left. I will play. Yes, any voicemail we get is always up for debate. Or, as you have seen, our sole re- listener mail has been read online. So if you give us some more listener mail, we yeah. will gladly read. Beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. or send us a uh, you know a direct message on Instagram or Facebook or, uh, I mean, you could send us one. On Twitter, and I'll probably see it eventually. But yeah, Twitter's probably the worst. That way to that is a cesspool yeah. that I have decided is not worth my time. So. Yeah, tw- Twitter. Twitter could eat a dick. Um, <laughs> Twitter yeah. could eat a dick. Yeah, Twitter's a shitty place to be. That sums it up. <laughs> like you know why? You know why Twitter sucks? Every everything about Twitter is fucked up. Like no. I can't. Like 
there Mar- the, Mark's the video down. resolution is fucked up. It like it's not a standard format on the video resolution. So like wh- I'm not no, I'm not rendering something I'm three just times. Back, yeah, that's what I said. I said Mark's going, going now. It's all right, I'm not gonna going. render something three times. Like and and like it, everything about it is just fucking broken and useless decrepit cesspool. Like it's not worth it. It's not worth it. You hear that Twitter? Beer testing for it says eat a dick. You're you're dying. Just just fucking die yeah, just, already. Just, My problem with Twitter: politicians got on Twitter. Well, yeah, that's how you know it's it's like it's done. Yeah. So uh, my mom's not on it yet. <laughs> she, but she is on Facebook. So she hey. is on Facebook. But hey, but, as, if your mother, but if your mother was on Twitter, she would follow uh, weather.com. I was. <laughs> I, figured, I figured your mom was. I figured your mom had finally gotten on board with MySpace. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Friendster, this is the Friendster. Friendster. Um, I, no, no did like, you, Justin, you didn't. You mean you didn't make us a Friendster? I don't account know. I don't know. Up? Look, I don't know if you're aware, but my mother actually has two Facebooks. Whoa. One of them is like a shrine from back before she moved out to Ohio. Okay. When she still had a, an Optimum .net email address. Okay. <laughs> a, she can't access that anymore because it said Optimum .net email address died. <laughs> right. So because she no longer had that email address. My mother created a new Facebook account. Uh, is she friends with her old Facebook account? I don't she think She definitely so. should be. That would be really funny. Um, but because because she didn't have that email address anymore, she felt like that she, for some reason, could no longer log into Facebook using that email address. There you go. And created a new Facebook. Hashtag, hashtag mom IT problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mom, so, IT, mom IT is a special... Special level of IT that yeah. I think anybody who is born like after nineteen eighty like after nineteen eighty right and like has a little bit more experience with any kind of computing than their parents' generation, like you've experienced mom IT. Every time I go to my go to my parents' house and my parents are not even close to old. Yeah, they're like well, hey, your mom my- had you when she was like twelve. <laughs> yeah, well, she was eleven. Sorry, fourteen. She was eleven, so it's still a little different. But, um. I go there, and it's like, I can't get this app to open on my phone. And I'm like, why do you think I can do better than you? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tap the app, and I'm going to Google what the message says. Like, you can't do that? When I spoke to my mom on Friday, I – so for Mother's Day, I bought her a uh, – whatever the smallest-sized Roku TV that I could find oh, yeah, was yeah, whatever. For, the, for her the, bedroom. The stick or whatever? The Is stick. It, doesn't it have a Roku stick? No, no. Yet? Like a Roku – like a TV with Roku oh, built into, into it. it. Oh, okay. baked gotcha. in. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And, uh, no external prospects. So, like, because my brother works for AT&T, yes. he hooked her up with, you know, a direct TV now, free trial. Ooh, there you go. And this has led to... I think Rob can hook you know, me up with direct TV for a little while. Um, maybe. Oh. Uh, but this has led to basically my mother complaining about how she dropped her cable for direct TV now, but she has... Like Directv now, she has to wait like two to three weeks in order to stream, you know, her season finales on demand. Uh. So she has now bought, uh, you know, DTV antennas, and the TV that she used to have in her living room was before the the digital changeover. Oh, so, of course. You know, there's that whole thing, but then 
she bought a new TV for the living room, and she's got and right about different- right about now, Mar- got- Mark is dri- driving down so the, driving down the Long Island Expressway service road, just looking at looking at fucking uh, no. telephone poles, going one turn and this calls over, just one turn. <laughs> but Linda, I but love you, but I'd, leave your son's baby. I I need to finish this. So she's got this she's got therapy for Mark right here. Two different antennas, one for okay. the bedroom, one for the living. Yeah. Course. The one, the one that she had in the bedroom Why was picking up dinner? more stations broadcast than the one in the living room. Uh-oh. So she decided to swap it to the one in because it's clearly the living room. It's clearly she spends more time in the living room, right? And she's like, "I'm not picking up the, the the TV stations that I was in the bedroom." And I said, "Did you rescan for channels?" And she's like, "What? What? What do you mean?" And I'm like, "You got to rescan for channels." Just she's tell like, to make some. What do you mean? Them? I didn't know I had to do that. I'm like, "Yeah, because." The TV scans to see what channels it can pick up so that you're not flipping through 40 channels of static in a row. You should tell them it's just, just like, some aluminum It's like, okay, I can't see anything here. Move on. <laughs> Skip to the next one. Like, you need to rescan. I feel like, like so, I'm and, not laughing at Linda because I, lo- I love your mother, Mark. I hope you know that. I, I love you more at Justin, ready to like murder himself. I, I right love now. my mother too, but like I'm talking to her on the phone. I'm like, you got to scan for channels. She's like, what? I'm like, you have to rerun the channel scan. What? I don't remember and doing that's where, that. That's when you reply with mom. It's raining here, and you hang up. <laughs> there's an accident. I have to go. No, by. that's one of my favorite things about my mom too, right? Yeah. When I'm talking to her on the phone, you could literally I, be talking about like, anything, and she'd be like, "It's sunny." No, no, no. Aside from that, like I'm talking to her. She's on a cordless phone in her house. Cordless phone. If she's under a thunderstorm warning, she tells me. <laughs> that's amazing. I'm under a thunderstorm warning. I so go. if I hang up unannounced. You know why? Because somehow the lightning is going to strike her apartment block and leap through the air from the base to the receiver and electrocute her. Hold on. I got to Google something. Were you calling for a walkie-talkie? No, cordless. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to Google cordless phone lightning strike. (laughs) Hold on. Check this. Justin Googles it. Wait. It auto-completed. Hold on. (laughs) Fact check. Lightning telephone deaths from Snopes. And if you didn't know this already, the Snopes guy married a hooker. Yes. Um, That is true. And if you look it up on Snopes, it's true. What, that Snopes guy married a hooker? There is no century for that. I think so. What about him marrying a hooker? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he it left his wife. To... He left his wife and married a hooker, or something. I heard that. Fantastic. Lightning strikes have killed people talking on the telephone. Status true. Oh, uh, that's it. Never talking on phone. Average most people. Yeah. Uh, cordless phone. You're safe on a cordless phone. Okay. The cord makes me. The cordlessness makes me safe. Yeah. That's good to know. All right. I was yeah. worried about that for nope, a little no while. No problem. Well, oh man, that's so, fantastic. Yeah. So now that we, so I just googled <laughs> Snopes hooker. Yeah. And the first uh, return on Google is an article from NPR titled "Who's the True Boss of Snopes? Legal Fight Puts Fact Check Site at Risk." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From what I can tell, the guys, the guys, I don't know which direction it is he's. David Mickelson, founder of Snopes, next to a doctored photo from twenty four two thousand and four. Snopes debunked that image. It's not, of course, Snopes debunked. So his own, his right. own. Yeah, there's no issues there. Yeah, no, yeah, he's got problems. He swings in one direction or the other, either Republican or Democrat. Right. And from there, like because of that, he like they're starting to. Uh, um, 
Try to blow him up. Try to blow him up. But either way, what we're not going to blow up is Dubco because they're one of, I think I can say, speak for all of us, one of our favorite breweries. Brad and Chris have always been awesome to us. And yeah, uh, they're and awesome guys. I can't wait for the cool shit beers. I, yeah. They're going to they're gonna be doing some amazing stuff. I am so angry that I used to work literally across the street from them. And now that I've left, the, left that company, like now the brewery is open. Right. Like if that brewery, well, especially had then, because you were getting out at like three o'clock, yeah. you could have got some serious drinking time. If in. that brewery was open while I worked across the street, I probably would be dead right now, <laughs> because I would have just sat there and drank for like four hours afterwards and yeah. then gone home. I, but, yeah, I, I agree. But they make some delicious beers. They make a few more IPAs than I usually enjoy, but. They still make a wide variety of stuff that I really enjoy. That's what I was going to say. I love that about the board. There's definitely they have for science. They have a bunch. They're they're always doing cool IPAs, but then, you know they balance it out with having a you know a, fr- a fruited tea sour. Or right. I had or something there. Rock, I had yeah. a I had a passion fruit wheat uh, safe harbor passion fruit wheat when okay. I was there, which was was pretty good. It was a tough choice between getting that or the Dominic White, but I wanted to get another yeah. another sort of style in there. Um, I'm glad I did too. Like I said, I love that beer. They have their, uh, yeah, but they also have like their tidal lager. They have their double rainbow. They have, yeah, they have the double rainbow is incredible. Trippy, yeah, they all, yeah. I was upset that triple rainbow didn't uh, didn't make the cut for this year. Have it? Well, yeah. I was. Have they ever made a triple rainbow? Because I know they definitely make quadruple rainbow. Quadruple rainbow is the quad they did one yes. time. Triple rainbow is the beer. They make it. It's a Belgian triple. That's their. That was the. That was. Is it the, called triple rainbow? Yeah, yeah. that's the. That's okay. the. Uh, that's the. The GABF um, winner. Yeah, no, it's a really good one. It's a um, really good one. That's a fantastic beer. So, um, if you if you live under a rock and you haven't been there yet, that place is packed on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They have a very loyal yeah, following and for it's a good right reason. Right off Sunrise Highway, so it's not hard yeah, to j- get to. Just at all. right off of Saxon. Right off of Saxon. Yeah. yeah. So, Saxon Avenue, you get off the 5th Avenue exit, you go down Saxon Avenue, you make yep. a left, and you head down that way. All right, so go to Kitchen Cap, get some, get a sandwich, go next it's, door. Chitty's Cheesesteaks is there sometimes. There they, they always have a good food truck offering. Go yeah. check them out. Tell them Beertastic Voyage sent you. Absolutely. Say hi to Chris and uh, Brad while we're there. And then, uh, you know, Liz and all the other great Liz bar staff. Liz and Chris. Yes, yeah, Liz everybody. is fantastic as well. All right. Any guys you got anything else about? Dubco? No. All right. Much I'm love. sure you can find us there soon. Yep. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at slash Beertastic Voyage, and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show. Or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.